Hey, what's up, everybody? It's Aaron with Hex Life and Style. So in episode 18, we go on location to New Albany, Indiana. I sit down with my friend Ryan of 812 Vintage. Now, Ryan just opened up his shop about a month ago, so we had to go on location and see just how awesome it is. Now, Ryan and I talk a lot about business, uh, young entrepreneurship, his network, and kind of what he's in the business for, and he shows off some of his personal collection. So grab a drink, sit back, and enjoy episode number 18 with my buddy Ryan of 812 Vintage. I think I think I see where it's going this one. Hey, hey. Been around the world and back, yeah I did that Still kick raps that cause impacts So where my kids at and everybody hating Sounding funnier than Sinbad I'm ill as the pills that they give you when you collapse This sad, the other kiss your mother Hey, what's up everybody? It's Aaron with Hex Life and Style I'm with Ryan of 812 Vintage This is a weird ass angle, I'm, I know But I wanted to get kind of the backdrop And the full effect of everything So we, uh, we did the best that we could here But I um, want to start off, Ryan, first off Brother, thank you for doing this. Oh, this sure. is our first podcast that we're actually doing in a shop, which is super cool. Um, but let's jump right in, man. What? So t- let's talk about how you got started in uh, the vintage industry, kind of what, what led you into that and kind of what piqued your interest from that point. Um, so for me, you know, it was uh, always uh, about the style of being different and, you know, having something different on that, you know, no one else has. And, you know, for me, my business, I take it as my business, my personal life, you know, anything and everything. I like to be different than the the other person you'll see walking down the street. And for me, um, coming into this business, it was about making everyone, you know, happy with the product they receive, of course. But, you know, more of like them getting compliments, which was a lot of my friends that were like, oh, you know, I was selling to them at first. And Mm -hmm. then, you know, people... Um, I don't know how to say it, but people got behind the fact of the business just because my friends were wearing it and the word of mouth got spread because, you know, people were wearing my clothes around and it was just crazy how, you know, fast it spread and how fast, you know, it grew over time because it's just been a year and a half of this and it hasn't been long, but it's been a, it's been a fun journey, of course. Yeah. So, I mean, that's kind of cool, and that's one of the reasons I wanted to sit down with you because, you know, being your age and stuff, I see that more and more in this industry, people, you know, there are young kids in middle school and high school that are basically, you know, you know, thrifting and finding stuff and reselling to their friends, similar to that. And it sounds to me like, you know, you obviously have your own style. You saw, you know, the you got interested in the resale aspect of it and things like that and clearly had a market with your friends. Oh, yeah. Talk a little bit about that. So what was that style? Like when you first started, you've been in, what, you said a year? A year and a half, yeah, last so, March. So you started kind of your own creativity from that standpoint, your own style? Uh, yeah, at first, you know, you, you don't know anything. You know, it's like any, any activity, hobby, any interest that you can go into, you know, at the start, you want to learn about it. And for me, it was watching YouTube videos of, you know, like Paul Cantu and, you know, just guys going out and heading thrift stores. And it was cool just to see, you know, how, like, crazy everything could be and how different everything could be. And, you know, the the thrill of finding the item, too. That's one of, like, the best, like, 
craziest feelings too is oh, yeah. like when you find a good item you can't you can't get that feeling from anything else and like you know after you you know because i haven't been in it at for you know a long time at all but i've learned from the people around me um the people around me that helps from the start mm-hmm. so max has helped me a lot with knowledge you know when i was bringing stuff into him at first he would tell me with what he wanted to buy and so that way i could go out there and know what he wanted and that way you know you don't bring him in a thousand items that in 500 that he doesn't want you bring him in you know a thousand items that he wants yeah but you know you never bring in that much of a large scale but you know when you do bring in a few bags of clothes and he picks most of them through because you know what he wants it's nice but it's all you know a learning lesson for me off the start of what the people wanted to wear um which was mainly uh, indiana was really good off the top because a lot of kids around here go to indiana yeah a lot of kids around here go to uofl or kentucky yeah so you know your main colleges were just a start for me and you know i didn't really sell too much of what you would call you know the more high class vintage at start i was just you know working on building up to that level because you know you can't start at the top and yeah that's one thing you know a lot of people don't realize oh, yeah. is you know they can't start off tomorrow and have thousand followers you know they got to work their way to get there you got to be different you got to show your own aspect of the business that the other people aren't showing mm-hmm. so. yeah I mean that you're dead on with that because and I think that's cool because you know you like I keep going back to you being younger I know you're probably gonna get tired of hearing that oh, but, no, it's, but like it's... like being younger and being um, somewhat of a kind of like a sponge and wanting to learn and wanting to to you know learn from other people oh, yeah. that's the key and that's what a lot of people don't get in this in this industry is you know they're not willing to learn they think mm-hmm. that they, like you said they want you know they want it you know immediately they want immediate response and they they you know they know it all or this and that and you know I think the ability for you to to take stuff in and learn from people like Max and and, and other people in this that had been in it for a while that's the key man and that's that's what so you know kudos kudos to you for that because you know a lot of people get into this and they don't want to listen to anybody else and yeah it's you know it's hard and of course you know being in it you see other people that struggle and I mean you see other people that don't want to absorb from other people and you know that's that hurts them at the long run because you know you never know when that person is going to find something that you want yeah. And, you know, you, at the end of the day, making a relationship with other thrifters or other people in the game, it's just going to benefit you until the end. If you provide them a trade with something they want and they provide you a trade with something you want. Because a lot of, you know, the high-class vintage I can't sell in the store yeah. because $100 plus dollar t-shirts, no random person walking in is just going to be like, oh, I want that. You know, of yeah. course, a lot of people do say, oh, I want that. But then they hear the price. Yeah. But normally I tell them a reason about the price and mm-hmm. why it's that price. And, you know, it's an old T-shirt. You're not going to find it again. You know, if you that's the thing we were talking about is, you know, you're not going to find really any of these pieces again. You know, you're going to find some of the, you know, normal items, maybe once, twice, three times. But a lot of the pieces in here, you know, I'm not going to see again. And the people aren't going to see again once it sells. And that's the thing, I have a lot of people want, you know, all these items, but you only have one of everything. I can't press a button and order a hundred of one item. Yeah. And it's a, it's a hard market because at the end of the day, 
you never know what you're gonna get next you never know you know if your suppliers are gonna get stuff yeah you know because the market could be dead but you know it's it's there's so much out there and there's so you know many places in spots that you know might have vintage in it that no one knows about oh yeah it's just like you know at the end of the day i think of it as an i spy book you know and, oh definitely it's a for me you know going out thrifting is more like a treasure hunt you know? yeah no i love it's, it man that's that's a good way to put it for sure and you mentioned earlier i mean that's part of that's the for me the biggest excitement is the hunt oh yeah you know i, I probably get more excited about finding a piece than i do selling the piece Mm -hmm. and, That's exactly. Um, and me too. I've always kind of been that way. But you know, talk talk a little. And I think you know, just from looking at the shop, and I'm gonna we'll we'll do a tour here in a little bit. But you know, you got to have that price point. We talked about that a little mm -hmm. earlier. And I think that price point for a lot of people that don't really collect or they aren't really fully invested into the the vintage you know market or whatever, you know, that price point's right around that twenty and thirty dollar range, mm -hmm. and they feel comfortable paying for a t-shirt spending that Every on a t-shirt yeah know. and the thing is you know it's about for me you know money isn't the main reason why i'm here it's more of like a passion now mm -hmm. you know at the start you know you were like oh i want to always start a business to make money you know mm -hmm. and but you at a young age you know a lot of kids think that yeah but when you really learn about it more and more you don't really care about the money, you care about investing back into your business and you care about making your business look better. Yeah. And for me at a young age, you know, this is something I wanna do for a while. So why would I take out that money and not put it to myself? I, I would wanna make my business look better. And yeah. that's what I'm trying to do. I have plenty of inventory ready to go out, but it's just like, it's so fast moving that, you know, yeah. one man can't do it all. No. And I think that's the key too, man. Investing in your business, investing in the customers, and and the people, your friends, and, and the people that are uh, that are selling to you and the, and and helping you get that inventory stocked up. I mean, I think that's the key. That that investing in those people, if you it do that, everything. Yeah, it does. And I think if you do that, I can just speak from from my personal experience in business alone. When you invest in in other people. From that standpoint you eventually get the money and the other things that will eventually come oh yeah and, and for me it's right now like i tell people i have all of my t-shirts and sweatshirts they're mainly on all my shirts under 20 dollars. sweatshirts under 30 mm -hmm. and for me it's not about making money right now of course you know i have to pay bills and everything it's about building a customer base and once I can build a customer base that's reliable mm -hmm. and strong you know like Max has done in Louisville and it's just you know he's got a strong customer base and once you have that then you know the money comes but it's 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 something where customers you want to you want to make someone feel satisfied with their purchase yeah and you want to make someone have a good time in your store and want to come back and for me I'd rather have someone pick up five t-shirts then pick up one t-shirt, you know, expensive t-shirt. Yeah. Just because that's five options they have. And a lot of the things is about my store and about the shirts are that, you know, they're walking advertisements for me. So yeah. if I can hook up a person with five t-shirts and they can walk around with a cool t-shirt on now and they're getting compliments, people are asking them where they got it from. That's the coolest part to me. And seeing people wear my t-shirts, you know, that's oh, just yeah. the crazy part because... 
one day I started off and I had nothing, you know, I had nothing at all. I had a thousand dollars and I wanted to find a way out of college. I worked at Outback Steakhouse. I didn't like my boss and I just never wanted to have a boss again except for myself. Yeah. So I told myself, I was like, I'm not going to have a boss again. I'm going to work my butt off until I can be my own boss and yeah. show my parents that I can, you know, do it and make a steady income where I wouldn't have to go to college. I dropped out, just started thrifting. Didn't even really tell my parents for like two weeks. Yeah. You know, it was a, it was a bad decision, but, you know, I told my dad, I said, you know, this is something that I want to do. I don't want it to do. I didn't want to do college. Well, so. let me say this. I don't know that it was a bad decision. I because here's the thing. You can always go back to that's, college. That's exactly what and, I told him. And about. you know, being your age and having an entrepreneur mindset and being hungry, that's not always there. You know, and as you get older, I tell a lot of my friends, you can't go to college to learn how to be an entrepreneur. Yeah. You got to be out go out there and do it all yourself. Yeah. And you know, for me, you can when I went to college, I told my uh, what, my counselor lady, I guess you mm -hmm. would call it. Um, I told her I would only like to take business classes, mm -hmm. so she put me in five business classes. I only took business classes for the year and a half I was there. I took one math class. That was it. I didn't take English, science. I was just absorbing knowledge, mm -hmm. and that's the thing. I had one really good teacher. Let me miss class sometimes because I was out doing things for flea markets or, mm -hmm. you know, working on weekdays and, you know, sometimes it was nice because I had a business, I was still going to college, but then when I fully, told, you know, wanted to invest myself 100%. Yeah. And that's when I told my parents, I was like, you know, this is something that I want to do. This is something that I really like doing. And, you know, every day I feel like when I go out and pick or, you know, even at the shop now, I have people bring me stuff, and it's mm -hmm. like a treasure hunt. And it's like, when are you gonna find the golden chest? I don't know. Yeah. But if you work your butt off and you're consistent with your work, you're gonna find something good. But it's all about consistency. It is consistency is key. And but it's, you said something earlier, man. I mean, you're following what is a passion for you, and you know that passion may fizzle out at age thirty or something to that effect, but. But right now you have it, and it's a it's a driving force for you. So you know, I, not everybody has that. A lot of people go to college, or they'll go into something, and you know they go into a job, um, or you know a relationship, or have children, or whatever. And then it's at that point it's not really too late. But at the same time, that passion fizzles a little bit because you have oh, yeah. more responsibilities and things like that in front of you. So uh, you know, I think it's awesome that you you took that chance. And, um, you know, I've, I've just got to know you a little bit through this whole, all of this. And um, I know that you're hungry. I can see that. I mean, so. uh, I'm hungry, but, you know, I'm, I'm hungry for the right things. Oh, yeah. I'm, I want to make my business look good before anything, you know. And my goal is to hopefully buy a building down here one day and live on top of it and have my store below. And that would be the dream. But, oh, you yeah. know, i got to work my butt off to that dream. And, yeah. Like, that's what... I, I, I told my friends, you know, when we first, when I first started the business, I told my friends, I was like, you know, downtown New Albany is the place I want to be. And, you know, we walked down here f for the past year and there's just not many spots down here. And yeah. there, there's not many spots that are on main walking traffic areas. But for me, you know, 
it wasn't about the walking traffic. I knew I had a customer base. I knew I had people that would support me. Yeah. It was just about going out there and putting in my work and showing the people that I can do it. Because, you know, at 20, you know, a lot of a lot of my friends' parents, a lot my parents even were like, you know, how can you do it? You know, yeah. how how why don't you just stick to online sales? And for me, people want to see the clothing in person. People want, you know, I want to I want to hear that person's story about that piece and why they're picking it up and mm -hmm. if they have a past relationship with it. Yeah, and the that's the coolest part aspect. to me. It's yeah. like reliving other people's times with that piece or with that, you know, idea of where that came from. Yeah. And, you know, for me, it's that's the coolest part because I didn't get to really live through it all. So the stories that people tell me are like what keeps me going because, you know, you wanna you wanna provide everyone with everything from their past and yeah. you know, seeing someone's reaction to something that they had in the past that now it's in front of them, it's just like it's it's a cool thing because at a young age you know, I don't I didn't really live through any of this stuff. Yeah, you know, you know I'm living through the Toy Story tees and yeah. Disney tees that yeah. are coming which, out, which which are blowing which are, up right which now. Which are just blowing and, up, and but you know that's, that's the thing. A lot of people ask me. You know, is this a fab? I said, no, you know, uh, Toy Story tees are blowing up. Like, you couldn't predict that two mm -hmm. years ago. Mm -hmm. No one could have predicted it. And you can't predict anything. And that's the thing, the Bulls documentary coming yeah. out bumped up the Bulls market crazy. Yeah. You can, there could be someone wearing a t-shirt that comes out tomorrow. That t-shirt could go up in value 10 times. There could be a movie coming out with a t-shirt in it. No one knows when the next thing is going to bump up the market. Yeah. And that's the thing. It's just constant. You know, what do you think Travis Scott t-shirts are going to be worth in 25 yeah. years? Oh, yeah. You know, and they're going for 100 bucks yeah, right they're, now. They're, they're expensive so right now. So, like, yeah. you know, is that a $1,000 t-shirt in 25 years? No. Well, but the con like, the Kanye. It might go down. So The Kanye shirts just in the past year have blown up. And that's the thing. You know, he's... He's making, I mean, some of the things he does, you know, are making a bad word for himself, but he, he's been, you know, a very, you know, motivational person for a lot of people. Yeah. And his, and, his and brand that's, too. Yeah. And that's helpful. kind of the thing with Kanye. You know, we'll talk a second here about oh, Kanye, yeah. but you know, um, I remember Kanye, when Kanye first came out, of course he was a producer for Jay-Z and I'm a huge Jay-Z fan. And so the music aspect for Kanye and from a production standpoint and the music that he's produced with for Jay-Z and then, you know, when he released his, his first album, I mean, for me, that's what I, that's the Kanye that I like to think about and, and oh, yeah. you know, I love his music and stuff like that. And I even like a lot of his new music. I try to separate the craziness yes, <laughs> sometimes. Yeah. But you know, everybody's a little bit crazy. I think oh, everybody yeah. has a, a wild, like a, a, a different side. side. Yeah, sure. a wild side. And so you know, he's just in the public eye, and it just gets exposed yeah. a lot more than other people. So, but uh, you mentioned New Albany, man, and I just kind of before I came in, I just walked around the, the town a little bit, and I think you're the cool thing about this spot is places like this are really, especially after this pandemic. Oh. Places like this are really going to boom, I think. And now Amazon and a lot of these places, you know, they're they're killing the malls and all of that. But I think small town areas like this are really going to flourish because 
people are going to want to come out and spend a Saturday in a town like this so oh, yeah. they can go eat some good food, they can grab a beer. There's some really good restaurants. Yeah, and, and they can shop around and, and, you know, hit some, like you said, some of the boutiques and then places like your your spot. And, um, you know, I think that you're in a, you're in a good position for sure. Um, and then I'd say a lot of people, you may know more about this than I do, but I would guess a lot of people that work in Louisville live here in New Albany, right? Uh, well, I mean, my dad works on the whole other side of Louisville, so he works like 40 minutes out. Okay. But a lot of people do. A lot of my friends' parents work in Louisville. Um, a lot of people are even moving from Louisville out over yeah, here now. Yeah, I would think. And it's just, you know, because it's it's five-minute drive to Louisville from downtown, you know, and then out. 15 minutes away you're in basically you know cornfields and privacy country and not really country as i would call it but just privacy and you know that's what the people want yeah a lot of people want to don't want to be surrounded by you know cars and hearing cars all night yeah. they want to be out on you know two acres and have their own you know nice house with just yeah. peacefulness yeah and you know like that's one of the things like my friend who's been flipping houses he's been doing well with that around the area same age as me yeah and you know he's been telling me you know people want privacy yeah people want cool houses that are you know older houses that are modernized yeah and like you know it's cool to see someone else do business that's my age and oh, do yeah. well in it too and know what the people want that you know are 40s in their 40s you know yeah. and he's just a 20 year old kid doing it all and it's a it's, it's crazy to you know me and him grew up together and now we're both have businesses that you know are nice and are providing us well yeah and the cool thing is too you guys can you know you can talk shop together because although it's houses are much more expensive than what you're doing but you're you're really flipping things as well yeah from that standpoint and get kind of giving things new life so i mean it's kind of cool that you can bounce ideas and, no, and stuff like sure. that off of each other so talk a little bit let's talk more about you personally so um what is it are you, you would you say you're a collector first or a reseller um i mean i'd say i'm a reseller first i mean i do i have like a few like things i do like to collect like old louisville stuff um like movie tees from like when i grew up like i remember watching but like i said you know i didn't get to live through really any of this so a lot of it doesn't have a personal meaning to me mm -hmm. and so when i do find something with a personal meaning you know i sort of want to keep it mm -hmm. but um my best come up for sure was at tupac snoop Dogg. oh yeah i remember and that right there you know, I didn't ever really listen to Tupac or I listened to Snoop Dogg because, you know, mm -hmm. it was more. But for me, that T-shirt alone, just you work your butt off to go find stuff all the time. Mm -hmm. And then when you find a T-shirt, that's, you know, one of the coolest T-shirts out there. Oh, yeah. And, you know, I, I really think it's in one of the top 50 best T-shirts oh, yeah. that have ever been made. The and graphics like, and the color the and fade, the content. The cracking, everything. everything. And, you know, to find it where I found it and to, you know, to, you know, the value I paid for it. You know, I'm not in the hurt for the money. Mm -hmm. I'm not in the hurt for anything. So, like, really, I just wanted to keep that because that was the most, the coolest piece I've found ever. Mm -hmm. And that's a piece, you know, not many people ever get to find in yeah. their whole entire, like, 
I've known people that have been thrifting for five, six years and have never found a piece like that. Oh, yeah. It's like, you know, for me to find it so quick was cool because, you know, I just started last March. It was December when I found it. But it was just the work I put in. Mm -hmm. Like, I was at the bends all the time. And, like, you know, at the start, I was just like, oh, you know, I'm not going to be here all the time. But then, you know, I got sort of like, I wouldn't call it addicted to it, but I did get addicted to it. Yeah. Because, you know, it's just like, I didn't really care if someone else pulled anything. But, like, I just wanted to go and put my work in and try to pull cool things. Mm -hmm. Because I just always like trading it around with people and trading it for stuff I like. Like, I have the Champion Shorts collection. I have about nine pairs. About to get two more, so... We're about to bump that up to 11, but you just never see champion shorts. No, you don't. And, like, for me to get them, you know, Hoosier Gang's been trading me a lot of them. He's been my supplier since day one. Yeah. So, like, me and him have a strong relationship, and that's something, you know, that's nice to have because when I find something he wants, I know, yeah. you know, exactly where it's going. And that's exactly what the same thing. Have you thing pulled those all. from the bins, the the shorts, or just kind of all around? Um, I pulled one pair, Did and you? then all the other pairs have been pulled from the bins, but yeah. not by me. Yeah. But I've traded and I've just paid cash for them. But everyone who pulls them at the bins, like, normally knows that you know I'm I'm collecting them, mm-hmm. and I'll give them a good trade for them. Yeah. Or I'll give them some cash for them, but like, for me, it's more about you know. I want to try to have every NBA team. That would be the cool thing. Oh, yeah. But for me, it's something, you know, I've been a big basketball fan my whole life. You know, growing up, LeBron, you know, has mm-hmm. been basically my, I, I wouldn't compare him to Michael Jordan, but that's basically, you know, nowadays Michael Jordan, mm-hmm. what they look at, superstar. But, I mean, I don't think he was as good as Michael Jordan. I think Michael Jordan was just an unhuman-like athlete, and yeah. he was crazy, and like Jordan you, you was, look at the competition and the physical, you know, way the game was played back in the day and the way they call fouls now. Yeah. The way the players play now. Yeah. You know, they're not as pushing as hard as, you know, NCAA basketball players. Mm-hmm. You know, you can watch them the difference. And for me to like think people can compare him to Michael Jordan, you really can't compare anybody to anybody else. Yeah. Everybody's different. Well, the era, like you said, was totally different. You know, that's what made Jordan so amazing, what he did in that time period. Because, you know, you had Magic, you had Bird, you had, you know, Isaiah Thomas, Barkley. You had all of that, you know, all of them, you know, David Robinson. And Jordan, you know, just night in and night out, he performed. And um, now, don't get me wrong. You had Kobe at the end. Yeah, you had Kobe at the end. But he... He also his supporting cast was crazy. I mean, you know, he had Scotty and Horace Grant. Horace Grant was a beast inside, and then you know Rodman came around, and and um, yeah, you just yeah, and And, that's the crazy part. Then Kerr became a coach, and now he's getting championships as a coach. And yeah, that's you know, the crazy part to me is you know you you're out there playing, and you know you're making a lot of money. Mm-hmm. But you really don't show no effort, and like that's what that's what sort of gets me because you know at that level I understand you know they're training every day. Yeah. You know they're probably tired. I wouldn't blame them, but like you know if you watch the basketball videos from back in the day when Jordan and them you know 
they were hacking each other, everything. Oh yeah. And it, you know, they would get in fights and everything. Now you don't really see that nowadays. No, you don't. Now it's it's sort of it's sort of more of a uh, PG rated movie instead yeah. of a PG thirteen. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And you know, Kerr, you know, you you brought up Kerr. You know, that's just that that winning mindset. You know, you talk about you know wanting to have success and. You know, early on, he learned how to win, and he learned how to play to, with other people, and what it took to get to kind of have those people to really become successful. And I think that's what's helped him so much as a coach because he's done so many. It's not that I don't think he, he's a pretty good X and O's guy, but he's put just a nucleus of people mm-hmm. that have Together. the same mindset, and that he's had success with with kind of creating that and doing that. Of course, he's had the the money behind the Warriors, too, oh, has yeah. helped with that. But you know, I can remember when the Warriors were horrible. And, of course, they when they drafted Chris Webber, you know, I can remember they were just – they weren't very good mm-hmm. at all. And then they kind of made a, a surgence. But I, I'm with you, man. I mean, it is it is funny. You know, I see – like, for me, I, I guess I would have to say that I'm probably – I like to collect right now more. Of course, my age – I'm a lot older. So, for me – you know, I don't. You know the Nike and the the uh, you know the Supreme yeah. stuff and all that. You know that market so much more. Like you could give me a Supreme shirt. I mean, I don't. You, you can I get, don't really even care about Supreme or yeah. any of the like. Yeah. Stuff. I don't really care about like the hype brand as yeah. you would call it. Um, I mean, like I am. I, I like the Center Sisters just because you know they're a well-made oh, yeah. sweatshirt and they're cool. You know. Like, yeah. I don't. I liked them before Travis Scott wore them. Yeah. And like, I didn't really care that the price went up. And yeah. like, I don't really pay up on. Yeah, them yeah. Because you know, I'm not a hype beast. You know, my friends give them to me for good prices. Yeah. I trade them. It's just something you know that is just you know, I'm not really back on the hype. You know, it's cool, but like, I don't sit on the internet all day looking for t-shirts just because. Yeah. This one just got hyped up and sold Okay, for cool. This so let's talk a little bit about that. So what do you when you're out looking and you're out pulling stuff, what do you what are you looking at? Are you looking mostly for like um obviously the nostalgia aspect, but is it content? Because a lot of uh, the newer stuff like even yeah. 2010, 2011 stuff right now is is going for a good price and Yeah. Well, and for, for me, me, I've never I've ne- I passed on that shit for years. Oh, yeah. I mean, I've, I have just even I passed up on Mickey T's last year when oh, I first yeah. started, and you know if now I, I would have known I that give away all Mickey these girls and all these like I mean even guys my age wearing Mickey T's, you know it's cool I like Mickey too mm-hmm. and it was cool going to Disney World as a kid and stuff and it was for sure an experience that I always remember and especially my mom being from France mm-hmm. we went to the Disneyland in Paris. Oh, so it was like you know, awesome. it's a whole different aspect. You got Mickey Mouse speaking French. Yeah, so it's that's like, crazy. It's like you don't know what's going on for a second. It's yeah. Especially I, you know, I I can't really speak French, so it's yeah. for me when I go over there, it's sort of like a different world because I can't understand anything. Yeah. I'm in my own mind, like yeah. What are these people saying? And, yeah. You know, it's it's crazy, but it's it's for sure something. You know, I'm not really, I I put my stuff in here to sell. Not for the hype, you know. Yeah. It's more of just cool t-shirts that I think are funny, that I think people like, brands that I think people would like. Harley Davidson tees do well for me too. Yeah. Um, just Indiana stuff. Indiana stuff. Like, I like to tell people it's my Krispy Kreme diamond. 
Yeah, oh yeah. Just an easy seller. And um, I'm that way with Kentucky stuff. It, I yeah. mean, I sell Kentucky Lexington, all day. It's just, you know, it's a given. And for me, I'm not even close to Bloomington. I'm two hours away, but, you know, majority of the kids around here go to IU, go to IUS, which yeah. is right here, 15 minutes away. Not even 15, like 10. Yeah. And, you know, for me, it's not about, you know, selling the high class stuff in here. It's about, you know, selling what the people would pay for, everyday sellers. And, you know, that's a lot of the main vintage, though. And for the high class stuff, you know, it's cool if you want to curate yourself to a certain point, but it's not what will sell in everyday shops. Mm -hmm. And, you know, of course, we're not in Los Angeles where people have bigger wallets, but. You know, I'm in a town where, you know, your $30 and under stuff sells every single day. And for me, I'd rather have someone walk out with, you know, five t-shirts than, you know, one expensive piece. Because yeah, you mentioned that earlier. And I think that's that's a key, too, to this business because, you know, you want people your to... Your inventory. Yeah, well, you're flipping your inventory, but you're also sending a customer out the door with that they're, they're excited. You know, they mm -hmm. feel good about... They feel like they got... A lot a for the money and a good deal. So because they can go to the mall and spend sixty bucks and yeah. get one polo sweatshirt. Yeah. They can come here and get a polo sweatshirt for twenty bucks and buy three T-shirts for twelve bucks a piece. Yeah, and they're spending the same exact that they would be as buying that one sweatshirt. And you know, people are scared. You know, use clothes, use clothes. Well, everything's washed before it's put out. Yeah, I don't put out with anything really with. You know, stains, we work on, you know, finding a different life for that. So we yeah. tie-dye, you know, because you never want to waste anything. Yeah. And, you know, that's part of, you know, uh, practice what you preach, you know. If you want to recycle, if you want to be, you know, save the world, tell people this, tell people that. You know, why are you going out and buying fast fashion? A lot of mm -hmm. people don't realize, you know, that they're, that outfit's going to sit in their closet. They're going to wear it once or twice be done with it. Vintage clothing you can wear around the house, you can mm -hmm. wear it as your pajama shirt, wear it out, oversized, mm -hmm. you know. It's, you know, vintage clothing can be worn and, you know, used in so many different ways. You can even, like we've been doing, cutting it up and, mm -hmm. you know, turning it into something new. It's about using what you have instead of creating something new, but creating something new with what you have. Yeah. I, I, I love that. I mean, that's, I'm the same way, man. I'll, if something has stains or whatever... You know, I'll, I'll, I try to, you know, I don't, I like kind of the, the holes and the oh, stains yeah, the and stuff. the holes are cool with me. And, um, but. The paint but, too. But like the stains and stuff, I try to do the tie-dyes and I'll do some of the bleaching and stuff. And I, quite honestly, because I've always loved art, I love doing that kind of stuff to see how it turns out. And, okay. and it, it hypes me up too because I can take a t-shirt that would probably would be a $10 t-shirt and somebody would be interested in it at a twenty dollar mark, you know. Just and, because and, you, and it's colors. a one of one. It's a one of a kind, you know. They, you know, with with the bleaching and the, and the tie dye. And you really can't recreate that. You know? No, you I mean, can't. The thing is, the people want to be different. You know, no one wants to be the same. And like that's what I, you know, I tell people. You know, not many people are gonna you're ever gonna see with this architecture. Mm -hmm. You know, you might come across one person one day, but that person, you better take a picture of that because that's going to be the only day. And, you know, a lot of people have some of, you know, the same tees, I guess, but, you know, they're all spread out across the U.S. and everywhere. And it's yeah. like, it's crazy to think that, you know, this market be could be such a big market 
in such a small area because you know we have a lot of people around here that do vintage but it's not yeah. it's not really bad for it you know it actually helps because you have so many different people getting so many different things yeah and it they they have in their mind they have their own way of curating their stuff that they buy mm -hmm. and in your mind you have what you know will sell in the store you know what you know you want to have and you know they always want to try to put you on some new things too which is the good because mm -hmm. you know trying new things out doesn't hurt you at the end of the day if it fails it fails but in a market like this it hurt it helps more than it hurts oh yeah like putting out new things like bleached eyes tie dyes you know that's what people actually want and yeah. you know turning something that you didn't think you could sell it in this aspect and turning it into something brand new to the yeah. eye you know people didn't notice it before because it didn't have a few more colors on it than yeah. it did before which is the cool thing about vintages you know you can't take a brand new you can't go in a brand new store and be like oh this t-shirt hasn't been selling, so we're going to go tie-dye it in yeah. the back, you know? H&M oh, yeah. can't do that. Well, and I think, you know? too, you talk about fast fashion, and, and I mean, this stuff isn't made like it, 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 used, it, to it used to be. And so you're, you're right. Once you wear it that first go, I mean, and then you wash it, it's just it doesn't fit right. It doesn't look right. And um, so talk about, we talked, uh, you talked a little bit about, you know, kind of, creating and, and, and sourcing some of the unique stuff and, and all of that. And I mean, I think that's the key. I mean, that's wanting to have something different. That's how you got into this. And that's how, I mean, I, you know, even as a kid, you know, I had this conversation with Max. I was always trying to find, of course, growing up in the nineties, you know, the starter coats and stuff like that were all super popular and I wanted the most obscure ones. I didn't want the, everybody had the bulls and the cowboys and the, and the you know the hornets and stuff i wanted like i had a miami heat starter coat nobody had a miami heat yeah. starter coat. No, nobody even liked miami heat and so you know i wanted the the, the oddest ones i could find oh yeah and, and especially uh, like your main teams you know like yeah your, i mean of course the new york knicks haven't been good in my lifetime really yeah. um but like so i had new a york knicks, knicks yeah you know the miami heat the lakers the bulls yeah and, you know you you got your main big city teams and you know those are what a majority of the people like yeah and for you know me i like the the difference you mm -hmm. know being different and you know um you know I, that's why i always like always try to get out of state items in here too because yeah. you know a lot of people are fans of these sports teams but if they see another sports team that you know they don't you know they don't really hate other sports teams they yeah. they don't mind them but at the end of the day, if they're a rival sports team, of course, they don't really like them as much. Yeah. But, you know, them wearing it out in public, you know, it's like, whoa, whoa did you travel to, you know, there to get it? Yeah. And a lot of people like the, you know, travel tees, too, especially oh, yeah. when they have cool graphics. But, you know, a lot of this stuff in here is curated. I like it to be all older than the 2000s. And, but some Nikes, you know, they're newer. Um, some... You know Harley tees, they're mm -hmm. newer, but they just sell well for me. Yeah. It's just, it's stuff you know that people wouldn't think of at the start, like cat tees and yeah. you know like dog tees, and yeah, people wouldn't think about picking those up. But no. like you know in a store they sell well, but of course like online you're gonna have a little more struggle selling it. But it's just like, you can't just hop into the market 
and expect to be something tomorrow, like I've been saying. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like, a lot of people, you know, say that they can, you know, a lot of people think that they can do that with anything and everything. And yeah. for me, it was about learning over time what the people wanted. Yeah. And, you know, sourcing what the people wanted and, you know, having the right person that was behind the sourcing that you could trust mm-hmm. and that was consistent because, you know, like with anything, consistency is key. Oh, yeah. And for me, you know, it's hard to learn that at 20 years old because, you know, I want to be out hanging with my friends all the time. Yeah. I want to be out partying. I don't really care about parties because yeah. especially right now you can't, you yeah, don't, do anything, you shouldn't yeah. even party. Um, just because, you know, right now all this stuff, hopefully it just blows over in a few months, you know. Let's hope. We'll get a vaccine oh, and stuff. Yeah. But, and that, but, you it's, know, it's... it's but you, but you know, going back to like hanging out with your friends and stuff like that. I mean, you really, when you think about it, your age, you know, being able to go to the bins. I know all you guys are close. You guys get to go hang out at the bins. You get to, you know, hang and chill together, which is awesome. Very envious of that. And um, but then you have this awesome store, which is your job and your passion. You can come here. You work. You love what you're doing. Your friends come here and hang out, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, that makes it that makes it even it's, better. It's it's really cool, and especially, you know, I get to pick my own hours. I get to pick what day I'm open, you know, when I'm working. And it's it's just a cool area, too. You know, all my friends are really from this area. So, yeah. you know, a lot of them come and visit me. I normally have one or two friends that stop by every day. Every day. And it's like, it's cool because, you know, when I started this, I never expected this to yeah. happen. I went out there and made it happen. You know? Yeah. Like, you can't just sit back on a couch and post a few posts on Instagram every day and think that tomorrow you're going to have a store. Mm-hmm. For me, it was about going out there and, you know, wanting that store and, you know, having the passion that you want to supply people with what you're passionate about. And, like, making, for me, at start, it was making my friends, you know, look, you know, have better outfits, you mm-hmm. know, be look cooler with what they're wearing yeah some being different too oh yeah and you know that's that's like the one thing i like is just you know when you see one of your best buddies in a t-shirt that you sold them you know it means more than you know if just you sold that t-shirt online and you never get to see it again yeah and for me you know that's why i didn't want to stick to online as much you know i do I, i do online still but i like to see, you know, someone be passionate about and wear that t-shirt in the shop next time they come. Well, I mean, too, I mean, it's a really a perfect business model because you now have a, basically an office. This is your office. Oh, yeah. You can, you know, sort, you can, you can, you know, work in the back and, and put stuff out on the floor, but then you can also take pictures and get stuff online. So you're really, you're working oh, that yeah. online, but, but being able to have a storefront where people can come in. I know me, Especially if I'm buying vintage, I've been burned a few times on eBay and some other sizing, you know, you know Instagram cute. and stuff like that. And it is, it's a sizing thing. And you know, I know people give measurements and all that, but everything fits a little different. Mm-hmm. And um, so I've been burned a couple times. The good thing is, is I'm able to just you know recoup my money or resell it or put it back out there. I usually have a price point of kind of you mentioned earlier about buying stuff. You know, I have a price point of what I'm willing to spend on myself. Mm-hmm. And then if I get it, then I know that I can resell it for yeah. m- more than what I paid. Oh, yeah. That's usually the way I, I, I go with, with things. And um, I focus more on things that I have interest in. You know, mm-hmm. a couple people, 
that have been doing this a while um, told me as well, because I've always been into vintage and I've always collected, but I've, I've only been reselling now for a little over a, a year, I guess you would say. And um, I love that, that part of it because I am an entrepreneur by heart, but, but at the same time, for me, it's like you mentioned earlier, like trying to find the most unique piece that, that it talks to me, you know, that I remember growing up as a kid or, you know, something that I like. I'm a big music guy, so I love, like, the band tees and things like oh. that. And um, funny, I bet you probably don't. Do you, do you even know who the Black Crows are? Uh, I mean, I've seen a few of those <laughs> but I don't even know who they are. Yeah, so Scott, my buddy, you know Scott, uh, but, you know, I was, uh, Scott's like, because I, I like the, the uh, there's a few bands, man, they made just some, they always made insane t-shirts. Yeah, I mean, and, just the and, t-shirts that, yeah. that's the thing, you know, the t-shirts made back in the day are just yeah, like, the graphics, you and, know, and the sayings on them, they're, you're like, if they made that stuff today, that wouldn't be allowed. No, there's no like, way. And, like, that's the coolest yeah. part is, you know, a lot of this stuff is, like, it's just goofy, and it's just, like, yeah. damn, they really made this back in the day. Well, and that's like, why I like the Black Crows. I like the Black Crows as a band, but I like their the T-shirts, and I've, I've gotten a couple more along the way, and, and I was telling Scott, and he's like, man, you're going to hate me for this, because he's, like, 28, and he's like, you don't. He's like, I don't know anything they even mm -hmm. sing. Like, I, you, I've heard of them, but I don't know the band that you're yeah. talking about. It's like, you know, it is for me. It's like, for like him saying that, I was like, what? How do you not know who the Black yeah. Crows are? But then again, I'm thinking, you know, he's probably gonna he's gonna talk about, you know, ASAP Ferg or something mm -hmm. like that, and I don't know. Yeah. I, I, I couldn't pick ASAP Ferg out of a, a lineup. Probably, yeah. I like his music, yeah, but yeah, but uh, it's uh, it's it's crazy, honestly, like. You know what people roast on me for not listening to this and that yeah. music and i was like i'm sorry but i just i didn't grow up then yeah yeah you know, you know i you can't can. help it you and, know and it's they act like you know i'm supposed to know it well and that goes because back. i'm in the game and yeah. everything and you know of course knowledge like we said you know is key but you know i've learned over time you know what things are and i don't have to know their music to know that yeah you know they were a band or you know they did this or they did that yeah it's just for me i like looking it up and looking at the facts behind it oh yeah and like when it was released like i've been trying to actually get rage against rage against the machine performed on my birthday in 1999 oh wow so i've been trying to find a t-shirt with tour dates on it from 99 with 1102 on it so that way I can have a t-shirt with my birthday on, which would be crazy, which is my birthday. I think I may have, I may be able to help you with that. Maybe. I don't know. I got to I got to look. I've got a, I got a, so many I have two houses full of stuff. Oh, yeah. It's crazy. But um no. and so I got to dig through it, but I think I have one. It's real it's smaller um and I, that's why I'm And that's the cool part myself. about me too is I wear a medium yeah. So like you know, a lot of people wear large and XL, and I'm that one size under. Yeah. And I, I mean, I do wear larges and XLs. Yeah. I mean, the Tupac and XL, it's uh, it's like twenty nine and a half by like twenty six. I don't even know twenty seven. Yeah. Or twenty eight, and like I wear it all the time. I'm yeah. Like, but for only like big days. You know? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's it scares me. Every it's such a fine tee that. Yeah. One little hook can rip it, and you don't want to mess that like, up. No, I agree with you. Be, and and like even getting in your car when it's hot, putting mm. it on a leather seat, like it will come off. 
Oh yeah. So yeah. like it's just like you have to treat that like it's your kid. Yeah, like it's your and baby. you hand wash it, right? Oh, I didn't even wash it. Yeah. Like, we hand washed it once, but like I didn't even think about putting it in the washer or dryer. I, yeah. There was actually yeah, I've got a couple stains that were like bricks. Yeah, so I've got took a couple a month to get them out. I've got a couple like that. I've got a couple Beastie Boys t-shirts and I've got a, a couple Iron Maiden t-shirts that I've got to hand wash they're because so fine. They're so like, fine and and they have already have holes, and I don't want to, you know, make it like this one. I'll probably have to start hand washing this one too because it has. I have this one in an Almond Brothers one that has some little small, smaller holes, but it seems like every time I wash them, they get bigger. Yeah. So I'm probably gonna have to start hand washing them. Uh, actually, what you could do is start putting them in. Uh, they have like fine bags mm -hmm. that you can wash them in. Oh yeah, and, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. But like that's the one thing that scares me is you know some t-shirts put in the washer and you know it's like it could totally come out ruined so that's why a lot of like the cooler t-shirts like that yeah are hand wash and, and they're hand washed yeah. by my mom so i don't wash them but yeah you know, i know they're being treated delicate so you that, got it made. I, so you your mom I tell her. your mom's still doing your laundry you got it made man well, I, mean, she, I, I've been, I don't blame you I've dude been, I've, been, I've been working her to the not to the ground, but almost to the ground because uh, with the store and stuff, she's been doing all my online shipping and been washing my clothes. But now, you know, I'm going to have to find a way to get, you know, a lot more clothes washed. So I'm going to start having to go to the laundry yeah. mat myself because, you know. That's an awesome mom. Man. But, yeah, very I'll tell you what to do. Invest, mom. dude. Invest in, like, a washer and dryer. Well, it's do you have a, a hookup here? No, it's yeah, that's why I can't because yeah. it's just it's a barely a hookup for the toilet and sink. Oh, so really? It's like it won't even be enough to yeah. power that. So for me, you know, like I said earlier, it's about you know trying to get a building and you know in the future and you know at the end of the day try to you know work with that and get a washer and dryer in that new building. So is that kind of the so. big picture vision? Oh, you know, like yeah. the next five years, you want to try to find your own spot and. Oh yeah, that would be the dream. Next yeah, five years, find a find a building down here and transform it in a place that no other person could think about. And yeah, like, you know, this is for you know the people that come in here and, and tell me this store looks great and everything. I I appreciate it a lot, yeah. you know. But like, this is not my. This is not. This is just a start. You know? Yeah. Oh yeah. This is just a start for me, and like, I wanna I wanna trans make a store that you know. People are going to walk in one day and be like, wow. You know what I like? We'll take a tour uh, here in a second. But you know what I like the most about your, your shop is uh, it's very clean, man. Oh, and, yeah. and it's... Um, it's, uh, some modeled, of them, it's modeled behind the Apple store. Yeah. Some Everything's of them, off the ground. Yeah. And some, that's exactly what I modeled it after. I wanted a... You know, when I first started clothing, I wanted my own brand. I wanted to make it the cleanest looking store ever. I wanted to make it look like an Apple store with mm -hmm. clothes in it. And for me, you know, I wanted to bring a little bit of, not really the modern side, but a sleek side and also to the vintage. Yeah. So like very, you know, simple and easy. And you know, for me, you know, all this just, most of the posters came from Hoosier and Blake. Um, they helped a lot with the posters and the decorations. And then my buddy, yeah. these are his IU lockers. And then these were brought to me a week before, which are some crazy camel chairs. Oh, yeah. You know, you never see. No, not the director chairs, and, for sure. And, you know, they're, they're, they're pieces that 
are just cool, but everything in here means something. And yeah. you know, that's the most important part. Everything in here, you know, I found these and you know, yeah. just look, they still have the person's name and address oh, on it. But you know, for me it was just about making everything look, you know, right but simple at the same time. Because yeah, it's not too complex. And that's the cool thing too, man. I mean it's like I said, it's very clean looking. Um and, and the, the Thank you. The, the, the one thing is it's not overwhelming and mm -hmm. I know a lot of the vintage stores uh, that I've been in you know sometimes they get it gets almost overwhelming you're like I don't even know where to, Wait, which yeah. way to go first and you know we we've got um, a lot of vintage clothing down there at the domestic in Lexington there and there's so much and it's so cool so many cool things but it's it would take you probably three hours to just to go through it all, through it all. And I mean, it's it, it's such a large room, and there's so much. Um, but yeah, I like the I like the clean cleanliness of the well, of the shop. And, like that's one thing I've also learned over the days of like me going out, me you know picking stuff on my own. You know, I wanted it to make it as easy as possible for the person to come in here and shop and find what they want. Yeah, it's like what I do on my website. You know, I I I just dropped it two weeks ago with a whole new layout and the whole new layout is just by sizes yeah I don't do by categories or anything it's about by sizes because you know to the real person you know they don't care about looking through all your t-shirts yeah they only care about looking through that size large that they wear yeah so why would you put you know a thousand t-shirts on your website and make them look through a thousand yeah. t-shirts when you they can go directly to that size now they can look at anything and everything in that size. So yeah. be like, oh, well, I wasn't even thinking about buying a jacket, but here we go. It's yeah. a nice large jacket. So like that's, that's a good thing, point. You know, for me, it, it's about, you know, a lot of people don't think about the ease of business and the ease that you want to make your customers. A lot of people only care about making their store look, you know, very cool or complex. Which, you know, it's cool to do that. And uh, like it's very nice, you know, having a cool store with that. But it's sometimes just overwhelming to the person, and a lot of people get overwhelmed easily. Mm -hmm. And you know, like myself, like I'm only 20, I got a lot of stress on my hands. Yeah. Like I have to pay bills that most kids don't, you know, my yeah. age. And like it's just crazy to, you know, think, you know, that I could be doing this when mm -hmm. I was in high school three years ago thinking about what I was gonna do. Some days I'd wake up, I'm like sitting there, you know, in the shower, I'm sitting there, you know, just thinking like, what am I gonna do in 10 years down there? Yeah. What am I, what am I gonna do? And you know, my dad went to IUS, then he transferred, went to the Kelly School of Business. So he's always wanted me to go to college, always wanted me to, you know, try to go to Kelly and in his footsteps. I yeah. But for me, you know, I just wanted to go down a different path and you know, Back in the day, it was a lot different than now, you know? Back in the day, if you could graduate high school, you were yeah. good, and now that's a, that's a must now. Yeah, You know, yeah. and for me to think, you know, why right now do something that I like and do something that I'm passionate about, and for me to come in this business, you know, out of really nowhere, you know, I just, I've always had a passion for business. I've always loved doing business. I started in 2013 with shoes, Mm -hmm. I was doing sneaker cons in Chicago, doing a little sneaker event down in Shepherdsville. And then I went to LA on the last time in 2016. Mm -hmm. Final go around, I shipped out 100 pairs of shoes to my hotel in LA. 
flew there with my dad. Um, Two-day event at the LA Convention Center for the BET experience, mm-hmm. and it was crazy. It was I, I met Sharif O'Neal. He uh, actually told me the pair of shoes I had was too expensive for him. Oh really? So that was that was just weird because it's like your dad's shack. Like, yeah. You know, I don't think anything's too expensive for you. Yeah. But you know, it, it's just been a journey that you know a lot of people don't know about behind the scenes and yeah. like, all the work that it's taken to get here. And it's only been a year and a half, and you know, if I could make it here in a year and a half, in the next three years, you know, I think I can do something really well with this. I just gotta keep my head up. You know, sometimes times are gonna be down. Sometimes rainy days you know you don't make any money but you know at the end of the day you gotta just you know that some days are gonna be better than the others you know that you know if you're stay consistent if you stay posting on the website stay doing well in the store putting out 30 to 40 new products every day your people are gonna come in next week with a whole different store they're gonna keep coming because they realize that you care about them coming in and seeing a new thing every time. Yeah. Be- because for me, you know, I can't press a button and order a hundred things. I wish I could, like I said earlier, mm-hmm. but like it's it's complex. Oh yeah. And it's hard, but you know, to to have consistent suppliers, consistent people that you know you know can bring you the good stuff. Yeah. And that you know can bring you the stuff that you want. Not only the good stuff, you know, the stuff that sells. Mm -hmm. Because like we said earlier, you know, your band tees, all that, you know, you only have your select few people that want to come in and drop $100 plus. And for me, it's about making, you know, it as affordable as possible because my main clientele is 18 to 24. Yeah. Those people don't have $100,000 in their bank account. Yeah. People got to realize that and like, a lot of people don't realize that a lot of people don't have as much money as people think. And for me, it's about, you know, supplying people with something that they want for a good price mm-hmm. and a good deal. Because at the end of the day, they're going to come back. And for me, it's about building a constant relationship with a person. More yeah. than making a lot of money off them once. Why would? Oh, yeah. Know, I, 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 don't, I don't agree with people that tax. Yeah. No, I I've actually that. cut a lot of relationships with people that tax because... I don't I don't like that at all and like it's something that I don't want other people to do yeah. or learn off of. Yeah, yeah. Because it's something you don't want people to teach people that. Yeah. You know, and at the end of the day, a lot of the stores around here charge really good prices for vintage. And that's something that you will not be able to go to a lot of other cities and find. Yeah. Because I've gone to a lot of other vintage stores and vintage vibe, vintage you know, vintage banana best prices out of oh, all yeah. the stores I've been to in the US. Especially when you can yeah, that's what I say, especially when you compare them to other cities. I mean, other and cities the are quality crazy of the clothes. expensive. And the quality um, of the clothes too is But you know, crazy. I think it's also the larger cities, you know, supply and demand and, and things like that kind of come into play a I lot. I mean, of it's times. not even that, you know, like I've seen stores with a great amount of supply. Mm-hmm. And you know, their rent it's probably high too, which is, you know, it's hard. But for the prices they charge, you know, you can sell this product 15 times before you can sell it at that price. Oh yeah. You know, and they, they don't realize, you know, instead of making a big buck off one product, you know, you just sell constantly. And yeah. It's about flipping. It's about consistently having stuff that people want. And it's, you know, if you have different things, 
people want different things you know they don't yeah. want the same thing and you come in next week and there's still you know all these t-shirts yeah, for 40 the, bucks yeah they won't come back yeah no i agree man that's you know? the turning over the inventory keeps people coming in consistently uh -huh. and you know it's not about making the money like i said it's yeah. about a customer base and building a strong customer base because that's the truth about the business it's you know if you have you know how do you think apple has got to the place yeah. that they've gotten yeah you know their customer base is crazy everyone wants an iphone because it's cool everyone wants an iphone just because you know they can i message each other yeah or you know the quality of the pictures look great. oh yeah you know so like it's just about you know if you're for me you know i modeled you know a lot of my prices like matt's because he's done really well mm -hmm. you know you can see it in his in his flow a business it's just you know you want to model after someone who's doing well and you know of course you know i've talked to him a lot about business and it's mm -hmm. he's helped me a lot because you know it's sort of scary going in as a 21 year old you know this is a big investment yeah and my parents didn't even want me to do it and you know i just signed the lease myself yeah i went out and met my landlord and signed it myself my yeah. parent. and then once we finally got the store like my parents were like iffy at first and then once we got it all done they were like wow you know yeah. this place is crazy and especially you know my mom helped me out a lot and my dad helped me out a lot and they painted yeah. the whole place for me while i was focusing on you know making it look good yeah and the other aspects of you know decoration and yeah where i put this t-shirt where would i put this and you know my friends helped me a lot too yeah that's that's one thing that well, you know i wouldn't be here without my friends you can tell man i mean you put a lot of you know you put a lot of uh thought behind it i mean you know we'll we'll i'll show people oh, yeah. the jerseys i mean the i think you even measure between the hooks but between I the nails there. i don't even I, think we did those are did, all, did you just those are all yeah everything it in here is great. eyed um, yeah, even the great. posters we didn't well, even um i mean i'm not gonna lie to you some of the racks are eyed too but you know it's just it's yeah. crazy like what it you know what has happened yeah yeah well i mean i tell you one of the one of the things too is um you know your parents you talk about your parents but it sounds like you've got a really good support system a good network of people around you and if i can give you any advice just you know being in business for 20 plus years um you know surround yourself by those type of people people oh, yeah. that you know invest in you mm -hmm. and that want want to see you succeed and want oh, yeah. to see you do well and you know kind of keep keep you out of that trouble zone for sure 100%. because you'll have a lot of people that come along the way especially once you have more and more success and they'll want to get on those coattails and or they'll be jealous and they want to pull you down yeah. so just stay keep that that, no, that group of people you know you over the time you know building a good relationship with the people i've built a good relationship with is you know the key to my success mm -hmm. you know i couldn't have been here without my buddies i couldn't have been here without my parents couldn't have been here without you know the community around me and, yeah like the people that have supported me so like for me you know i'm just a i'm just 20 like i said yeah. you know i didn't know what i was getting myself into yeah you know i was taking a big risk you know getting a store but for me, I would, it's it's so it's it's a better experience seeing someone in person get excited about something you have, yeah. something you picked out yourself that you know you know that one day was gonna sell in here. Yeah. It's just a cooler experience because 
you know, especially, you know, telling them about why you were, you know, a lot of people get, you know, inspired by, you know, a 20 year old kid who's doing well with a business. And mm -hmm. like, for me, I just wanted to be an example yeah. for other kids to go out and do what, what they want, you know, see, that's, that's a lot awesome. of people are trapped in a mindset that they need to do this, need to do that. And, you know, no one wants you to do better than them. Yeah. That's what a lot of people like my teachers in high school. I wasn't good. I wasn't smart. I was like, I did well in, you know, what I wanted to do. Yeah. I did well in business classes. I didn't do well in English. I didn't do well in science. But yeah. my teachers didn't care about that. You yeah. know, they didn't care that I didn't want to learn something. They just wanted, they don't want you to do better than them, you know? Yeah. And, you know, a lot of people are like that. And a lot mm -hmm. of people will show you that straight up. And that's what I've learned over time. And for me, it was about, you know, I want it when I when I meet a person I want to set a good example I want a, that person to remember the conversation we had mm -hmm. and what it was about and you know for this business it's just something for me I would like you know 20 other kids to open up businesses down here yeah but for me you know it's about building something that's gonna last and building you know something that's gonna mo motivate other people you know for the future yeah and you know a lot of my, like my other buddy started business and he's been doing well on it. You know, it's crazy, you know, to think, you know, someone who, you know, never really thought about it and then got into it and he, now he's doing good, you know, the same age as me. It's just cool to see it happen. Oh, yeah. And it's cool, you know, because, you know, not many people succeed at such a young age doing something. Mm -hmm. And, you know, they just give up over time because... They, you know, their parents tell them, oh, you won't be able to do this. Oh, you won't be able to do that. You got to go to college, you know. But my parents really let me free because, mm -hmm. I mean, they knew I, I wasn't in school for school. I was in school to have fun, do my business classes, uh, you know. Well, I mean, it's probably, it, it it's probably where you, lesson, yeah, you know? and you too. I mean, just there's so many things that you learn in school outside of the books and you know being social and being learning how to network communications. and communications and 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 then that just builds what you do now which mm -hmm. is you know network sale things like that and i mean those are skill sets that you cannot learn i mean you can read every book in the world but if you until you experience it and you try you go mm -hmm. and go out on that ledge and do it you're not going to be comfortable exactly. with it so uh, so one of the things I do is I do, uh, at every podcast, I give a PSA, which is like a public service announcement. Cartoons, when growing up as a kid, like He-Man and G.I. Joe, they always had those PSAs. Mm -hmm. And um, so what would your PSA be? Especially, like, to you're talking a lot about the younger generation and, and young entrepreneurs. What would a PSA be for someone opening a business? Um, I mean, you know, like I said earlier, you can have your rainy days, but at the end of the day, you know, as long as you motivate yourself and you know like want to push yourself to do something good and you know at the end of the day you got to realize that it's not going to come right away mm -hmm. it's not going to come instantly and uh, for for me it's about just going out and doing whatever you want you know yeah. don't let anybody stop you yeah. because at the end of the day if you work your ass off every day and you work your butt off like to get to that point you know like you're going to make it yeah. and like all you got to do is not look back you just yeah. gotta look forward, and like that's exactly I what I like telling people. I love it, dude. I mean, Ryan, you're a good dude, man. Oh, you you got you. an awesome thing here. I can't wait to to see where it goes. Uh, 
so another thing I do is I do a heat check. So I'm going to ask you five questions just randomly, yeah, and you just sure. give me the, the first answer. So who's your favorite musician, rapper? Um, right now, I mean, I would have to say just pure talent-wise, I mean, Mac Miller was one of my favorite like, yeah. rappers. Yeah, And definitely. Juice World too. I have to give those two, like, yeah. Juice World. I went to two of his concerts before he passed away. Oh, really? And yeah, he just, like, he was a really good performer, you know, and uh, the performance is the most important part, you know. They can be a oh, good yeah. a rapper or a performer, you know, outside, but, you know, when you go to a live concert, are they actually, is their voice really like that? Yeah. Do they really want to try for you? Yeah. That's the cool part. Yeah, no, I like I like both. I like Mike Miller especially a lot. Um, what's your favorite thing to eat, favorite food? Uh, I'm not going to lie, Rec Bar, down okay. the road, they have tachos. Okay. Tater tot nachos. Oh. But they're seasoned in Griffos. Oh, man. So like, Griffos is my favorite they're, chip. They're killer. Like, oh, and then God. they have bacon, chi um, ranch. And oh, my Lord. Uh, chicken on it too, so I'm gonna have Killer. to come. I'm gonna have to Killer. come back, and we'll have to we'll have to grab that for lunch. For there's sure. there's there's way too many good restaurants around here. They're about yeah. to open the Agave and Rye, which is a very exquisite taco place yeah. over there. New city halls being built right now. Yeah, uh, the town's expanding. You know? That's it's awesome. exciting. You're you're down on the ground floor of it for sure. What what's your favorite uh, movie? Um. I'd have to say probably The Hangover. Okay. Uh, that was one of my favorites just growing up because it was like funny movie. Oh, the yeah. first like funny movie that Hilarious. like was, you know, that I, my parents let me watch like yeah. because, you know, I, that was like the first real like rated R movie that my parents let me watch. So yeah. Like it was cool just because of that. And also, I mean, I do like James Bond, all of his yeah. movies too, because my dad used to watch. Watch him. That's so cool. So I'd just be sitting there. I'd be like, all right, well, I guess I'll watch him too. Yeah, that's awesome. So. That's awesome. What? Who's your celebrity crush? Uh, gosh. <laughs> you know, there's 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 a lot out there, um, for sure. But if I could, I don't really know, honestly. Who would you want to see walking that door right now? Um. <laughs> You know, it would be cool to like see meet Kylie Jenner. I'd like to just talk to her. Yeah. You know, she's she's cute too, but like just the one the way she's done her business and yeah. grown it too. I would just like to talk to her about it. And she you knows she's pretty cute. Yeah. I see I like where your head's at. You're I mean, thinking about my I'm wife. I'm thinking about if I'm going on a date with yeah, her, that's, learn that's where your head needs to be because that's what my wife always asks me and I'm like, Man, I just she's unattractive to me and she's like, Why? And I was like, Her personality is horrible. I mean, she just doesn't like, you know, there's yeah. just, you know, I, I can, she's pretty, but you know, there's nothing else there. Oh, so yeah. that's a good one, man. I, I can see that for sure. So what do you like to do outside of vintage thrifting and things like that? Um, well, right now it's been hard to do anything outside of it because yeah. I mean, I've been working six, seven, six days a week in the shop, seventh day you're outsourcing, you're out getting stuff from your wholesalers. Yeah. So, I mean, I, um, I hang out with my friends, uh, we some nights we go and play wiffle ball like late at night oh that's cool we go play uh for, we used to play frisbee golf during coronavirus yeah. and stuff when everything was shut down uh but for me you know i just like hanging out with my friends and like for me the, they they teach me stuff and yeah. they teach me you know what i'm doing right and what they think i'm doing wrong and i just take that and i take everyone's advice and, yeah you know my friends have been the ones that have pushed me to get this far so yeah i, I wouldn't be here without them 
That's awesome, dude. Let's end on that note. Uh, you couldn't you couldn't have gone better uh, interview wise. I mean, you you you're a good dude, like I said, I and uh, you got a good thing going here. So let's take a tour of the shower. No, you cool with that? Cool. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> going to show off some of his personal collection and some of the t-shirts that he talked about in um, our podcast so we're on what do you got uh so i'm gonna first start off with this one i just actually got this when i went to florida in march uh actually like june but the tommy pull my finger um my buddy hoosier gang has had it for the longest time yeah and i saw him wear it and i've always looked for a medium because you know it's sort of it's sort of hard to find the smaller smaller ones too but uh, this is just a cool, I like the like Tommy knockoffs, like the Kermit Hill Flipper and yeah. like, stuff like that. It's just like, just cool to see it and especially to find it in my size, a little cooler. This one I just got the other day, but it's actually like a piece that I think I'll never see again or people will never see again. It's uh, the Beavis and Bobby and uh, it on the back, it has the quote famous Bobby Knight quote. Yeah, that one's crazy. Uh, yeah, you got to think there was probably very few of those even made. And, and like, to make it to this day. Yeah, it still it's, exists. It's, it's a very cool piece. And then this one I actually got from Malaysia. I found on the internet, which I was looking, and it's a uh, Louisville Cardinals Nike gray tag from the 80s. And uh, for me, it's just cool to find something, you know, that you'll will never be made today oh, especially yeah. with them being an adidas team it's uh just cool to see that and then here's another little personal piece uh shout out jesus juice uh for this one as a gift from the shop uh the 76 national champions yeah. you don't really find those much at all no I, I i've got a couple like the 78 uk ones and uh, yes. i love them it's uh you know it's crazy when you find it and then this one, shout out Hoosier A1 Vintage. He's uh, killing it up there in Bloomington, but uh, the 80s starter Indiana sweater with all the hits on it, crazy. Yeah. It's just like something you don't see every day and you'll probably never see it again. No, it reminds me of those Adidas. A lot of those, you know, Adidas yes, made the those. Ones. Yeah. This one uh, is more of a personal favorite just because I was born in the year 1999. The movie came out in 1999. And it's a medium, like I said, my favorite size, because that's my size. And um, the back hit, crazy, the cast member tee. That's cool. So, you know, I did play Buzz Lightyear. A lot of people don't know that. Oh, yeah? No, I'm kidding. But, uh, oh, yeah. So then this I was, thought maybe you did, like, in a play yeah. or something. I was I, like, I, wish, <laughs> I was like, you yeah. played Buzz Lightyear in a play? No, it's just a joke I like telling people, because, like, the first day I ever wore it, people were like, oh, what, what, what? Yeah. Person was in the movie. I was like, oh, Buzz Lightyear. Oh yeah, because of the cast. Yeah, I get so, it now. I'm a little slow on the no, tape. No, yeah. And then this is for sure, you know, the holy grail yeah, of that collection, and you know, the perfect fade, the perfect cracking, everything you could ask for on a T-shirt. The uh, Tupac, and then the Tupac. Stupid. Just the hit on the back is, you know, that's so. It's, it's the perfect T-shirt, and you know, people. It's the perfect size too. I wear it all the time. Not really all the time, like I was saying earlier. It's uh, it's scary wearing it because you know, one wrong thing, yeah. the t-shirt could be ruined, and yeah. like you don't want that to happen on a piece like this. And especially, you know, the condition it's in is you know it's perfect, 
and yeah. it's like it's a t-shirt you know you can see dead stock t-shirts you can see anything and everything but you know this is what the actual true vintage collectors oh yeah the true no people want they want that fade they want the cracking and for me you know i didn't get to live through this time period and like we were talking about earlier it's crazy that you know that this t-shirt came out where it came out and how i found it it's yeah. crazy but it, it was a feeling that I will never be able to get again because I didn't even know really the worth. At, yeah. You know, I wasn't too deep into the game at that point. And my buddy Shane, long lost vintage, called me. And he was like, man, you just probably found one of the best rap tees. Yeah. And I was like, that's, that's crazy. Like, you know, I... Uh, and I bet your phone actually I, blew up. Why did, I, never, it, right? I never <laughs> posted the picture in, in the bin. Yeah. For the reasoning, you know, it was cool and everything that I found it, but, you know, you never know what's going to come out next, and, you know, it's just like... And two, you don't want me, everybody. I yeah. mean, if people think they're pulling, you're pulling rap tees out of the bins, I mean, well, everybody's going like to show that. up. And it's not like that. People, yeah. people think it's all glorious and glam, but you're sitting there for 12 hours a day sometimes, you know, just trying to find... And this is a piece you find once in your life. You're not yeah. going to be able to go out tomorrow unless you're sneaker mo easy. Yeah. And find 40 rap tees. You know, no one can do it. And yeah. you know, there's only one person that can do it is sneaker mo easy. Yeah. And, and like, he does it. He seems he to do it, it with, over and over and over. He does over. it with ease. Yeah. You know, and like, it's, it's crazy. He puts in so much work to get it there. Yeah. You know, puts so much work to find that stuff. And props to him, but, you know... It's something that, you know, once you find it, you're like, wow, you know, I didn't pay up on it. I didn't pay any high price for it, so there's yeah. no need for me to sell it. No. And, you know, I did grow up listening to a little bit of Snoop Dogg, so it was cool to find, you know, a young Snoop Dogg. Mm -hmm. Like, he looks really young, and it's like, it's crazy to, you know. Yeah. See, I'm going to guess, condition. and it's kind of cool because what's really weird is that, you know, I can remember you know, that style, but this picture probably, two of America's Most Wanted came out when when Tupac got out of prison and he signed with um, Death Row Records. And um, so it's interesting, the, the, the style, the, what they're wearing, because they went totally different. They went more like um, like that, like that Tupac with the black and the, they wore a lot of black and, and, and um, and, and all that when they went with death row, which and, and, and dressed up and wore more suits and, and things like that. It's the detail on the teacher. Yeah, I didn't even see he's that. Like you know, he's wearing. Uh, oh yeah. That's the thing, you know, the detail. What are those? What's the shoes that he has on? Are those sure. the shacks? Yeah, those are the. They look like if they're Reeboks. Yeah, the Shaquille O'Neal Reeboks. Yeah. It look like. That's exactly. That's cool. And you know, for me, it's uh, it's just a cool, it's a cool thing to have, and it's you know. It's something a lot of people want to see. Oh, yeah. And, you know, I don't display it in the store for reasons. And, well, of course, yeah. you know, it's a scary piece to have. Oh, yeah. Think about, you know, if your store does what, if something yeah, happens gets, to your store. Yeah. You know, it, that piece is gone. And, you know, you can't replace anything no, in here. No. Everything well, in here has, you know, a sentimental value. Yeah. Yeah. But, Hold on to that one for no, sure. Yeah. For sure. But, uh, well, man, awesome collection. As you guys can see, the wall, I mean, he's got some, some great jerseys, 
Um, you know, you'll see it on the video. I'm going to video a few things here around the shop. But, uh, Ryan, man, I appreciate it again. Thank you. I appreciate your time. And, Thank um, you very much for coming over to the, I like to call it the sunny side. Yeah, uh, yeah. I tell you, man, the shop looks awesome. You're, you. you're in a good spot for sure. I appreciate it. Thanks, man. So I hope everybody enjoyed episode number 18 with my buddy Ryan of 812 Vintage. If you haven't been over to his shop in New Albany, make sure you take the time to go check it out. You can also check him out on Instagram at 812 Vintage. You know, Ryan has this kind of figured out. He's only been open for about a month, but he has a really good business sense. He's really focused on taking care of his customers and having a good network and a support system built in place. You know, I loved looking at the shop. I liked a lot of different things about it. It's very crisp, very clean. He talks a little bit about that in the podcast, kind of how he built it and wanted it to be that way. And, and it shows. I think it's easy to, to, to see the inventory and it's easy to shop and it's very welcoming. So I hope you all enjoyed that. A lot of good takeaways from that, especially for the younger, the younger people out there that are getting started in this industry. Or maybe you you know, are my age and a little bit older and, and doing this as well. And you can take some tips and some pointers from some of the, the people of the younger community and, and looking at things maybe differently. So I hope everybody's happy and healthy, and um, I hope you're enjoying this. Go to our website. It's it's uh, hexlifestyle.com. Almost forgot it. Hexlifestyle.com. We have the podcast on there. We have the YouTube channel on there, and you can go, go on there and also browse some of our inventory, um, some of our vintage clothing. Right now, we mostly have shorts and hats and and uh, t-shirts but we're going to be adding lots of new sweatshirts and, and some pants and things like that as well. So check that out. It's hexlifestyle.com. You have everything you need right there. Leave us a comment. Leave us a review. Let us know how we can get better at this, and I hope you all are enjoying it. See you next week.